You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barrett and I have one goal here, to bring you great thinking from new rock stars and existing rock stars to help you improve your practice and your life. And today we do exactly that with a new rock star. Her name is Dr. Tiffany Lamberton. And we talk about the three keys to identifying the early high-risk TMJ patient. She's up to some pretty cool stuff. So I want you to listen up. I know you guys will enjoy it. And we'll see you soon. Welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. You know the GM. I'm, I have one job here. It's to find the coolest rock stars in all of dentistry and share information with you so you can create a better life and a better practice all together in one. And I've got a cool rock star on today, Dr. Tiffany Lamberton. And we're going to be talking about three keys to early diagnosing, early high-risk TMJ patients and putting all of this together so you can think better. So, Tiffany, thanks for being on. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, I am so grateful. And as you guys are going to see or you're going to hear, she's an awesome thinker. And so I want people to know who you are before we get started on this important topic. So give us a little bio. Tell us your story. Sure. Well, and you know, I basically like fangirl stalked you back in November at the Pacific Northwest Dental Convention, which was the first time I'd ever spoken um, at a big meeting. And I was like, okay, I have to be on your podcast. So you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I have dual degrees in physical therapy and dentistry. And uh, so I did PT first, worked as a PT for a while. Um, in the Seattle area. And then, uh, you know, I was back down in California with, cause my husband was going to medical school and I was like, you know, I think I want to go to dental school. And my dad was a dentist and he was like, I don't think you should do that. That seems like a bad decision, <laughs> but nobody could talk me out of it. So, um, I went to dental school and, you know, I was really struck by the fact that like we had such little education on the temporomandibular joints kind of from an orthopedic standpoint, you know, and in anatomy, you know, 
my classmates were complaining, like, why do we have to know the nerve supply of the gastrocnemius? You know, I'm going to work on teeth. Like, why do we need to know all of this stuff? But I was like, oh, I love this stuff. You know, I was the one that loved, you know, gross anatomy and, you know, oral pathology and all of that stuff. And um, then when it came to the clinic, uh, you know, we had to practice on like the plastic teeth with the typodonts. And I was like, woo, this, I don't know if this is my jam or not. <laughs> But I stuck with it. And, um, you know, then I just started to think like, you know, there needs to be a way to bring the joints into the picture more because, you know, we, you know, we, we always are just very like focused on the teeth and like how they fit together and the bite and the occlusion. But, you know, I always think of like, if you're building a house, Kurt, and you you know, do these beautiful front door, you're bu building this entryway, you spent $40,000 on these doors, and the hinges are like $3.99 from the hardware store, you may run into problems. And so I think that as dentists, you know, we need to have a little bit bigger lens of like looking at uh, the jaw joints and uh, looking at, you know, more like the muscles of the head and neck. Um, you know, myofunctional therapy is really big right now. Um, when I spoke in November at that conference, I just had a plethora of people come up to me and say like, Hey, tell me more about myo. You know, what, how do I get into it? Dental hygienist, you know, what, how, how do I get certified? How do I bring that into my practice? Um, and, uh, you know, I really just owe a lot to my mentors. Um, you know, I met Dr. Jim McKee, who, you know, well, right. um, back in, uh, 2012 at the CDA. And I was just riveted. I was like, finally, someone is talking about the joints in an orthopedic way. So I, you know, went up to him afterwards and I was like, you know, your message was like really powerful. And as a PT, you know, it really resonated with me. And he was like, come out to Chicago. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, you know, and him and his wife, Lisa are just incredible people. And I just so fabulous. He's been such a mentor to me all these years. I just keep following him around. And now he's got this amazing uh, Chicago study club. <laughs> and he's brought in all of these rock stars. You know, you've had several on your show, um, Kurt Ringhofer, Drew McDonald, um, you know, just it's just this incredible group of dentists that every time, you know, we meet, whether it's virtually or in person, um, I'm always just like excited and um, inspired to keep going. And so I guess like through the pandemic, you know, we all decided we had to kind of like look at our lives and do something different. And so for me, it was finally that chance to kind of step out there and be like, you know, I want to kind of do what you're doing. I want to be a mentor um, to young dentists. I want people to focus on like a bigger, like I said, a bigger lens uh, of, you know, looking at oral health in like a new way. And, um, you know, I think that also as more women are in dentistry, I think we tend to be a little more collaborative <laughs> yep. and a little more nurturing, um, you know. And so I, I preach a lot of um, just like, a comprehensive exam uh, combined with like modern imaging. And that's what I've really learned from, you know, like I said, Drew and Kurt and, and Jim and all those guys. It's just, you know, you want to stay humble and stay curious and, and never stop learning. So um, that's kind of where like TMD Collective was born because I really want to just not just me practice in, in a TMD practice, but I also want to 
to teach other dentists um, kind of like all of the, the things that I've learned as both a PT and a dentist and kind of like bringing it all together. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple, I have so many questions. What do you, you do a lot. Of, I mean, first of all, your study club's amazing. Those are, those people are awesome. All of them. I, I call it my bougie study club because I, I had to give up everything else and just pay for that. <laughs> yeah. The only I thing I, <laughs> yeah. The only thing I don't like about the study club is the name. This, I told him it's Chicago yeah. study club and he's like, no, we're not changing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's only because I'm in Milwaukee and that just lends itself to a great sports conversation. So, um, but I think what they're doing is incredible. And out of, out of this, I think what, where you're headed is tremendous. Can I ask you this one, Tiffany, and talking to a lot of dentists, where do you think they get this wrong? Like what's the essence of what they might get wrong in this thinking? I mean, I think that there's a lot of myths as far as just like telling people, oh, you have clicking and popping, you're fine. Or like, oh, hey, your your joints look like, uh, you know, they're really degenerated, but you're just going to be fine with that. Um, you know, I give the analogy if, you know, I have an 11 year old and he's like an incredible skier. We were just up at Whistler and like he's doing hits and he's like in and off of the runs and, um, you know, if he had a bad ski injury and injured his knee, let's say his medial meniscus, ACL, you know, some of the soft tissue of the knee, you wouldn't even think twice about ordering an MRI to evaluate, are we going to do PT in a brace or are we going to do arthroscopic surgery? And so I get a little bit frustrated when I start hearing so much pushback about like, well, why do you need an MRI of the TM joints? Like, why would you do that on someone that doesn't have any pain? Um, and so in my own kiddo, just kind of like at, as I've gone through kind of my journey of like looking at airway, um, you know, even for me to, you know, start having some concerns about some of the things that I was seeing back when he was like five or six and, you know, talking to the pediatrician and talk, you know, I was lucky my brother-in-law's a sleep physician. And so I had to push really hard for him to even have a sleep study. And when he had a sleep study, um, he was having 17 events an hour, you know, and you know, cause like Jeff Rouse is your guy, he's yeah. the airway guru, you know? Um, I mean, I almost started crying as a mom because I was like, what? Like, this is my jam. Like I know all this stuff. And like, he was having all this stuff that, you know, nobody was paying attention to, or they just kind of wanted to kick the can down the road. And, um, I'm not like faulting that, but I'm just saying that like, as we're starting to see these things, with uh, airway and as we're starting to look again at, at occlusion and the bite. Um, so for him, you know, he was starting to have, you know, this midline shift where I'm like, hey, you know, his chin is off to one side. I'm seeing that his mandibular ramus height is shorter on one side versus the other, um, you know, but I kept going to like orthodontist after orthodontist <laughs> until I found Drew. Mm -hmm. And then like Drew and I like I totally think the same way, you know, and it's like, well, he's had you know, he's had a fall on the chin, he's had a fall in kindergarten, you know, concussion, he's had a fall, um, you know, again, you know, over and over again, where I think especially our like young female patients, where they may be uh, like a little bit hypermobile, or they may have like more ligament laxity, or, um, you know, basically, where you have a series of things, you know, I have 
uh, maybe like they had a gymnastics injury, they fell on the chin or like they fell off a rope swing. And as a dentist, or especially as a mom, you're like, are your teeth okay? You know, like you knock out, your, right. <laughs> are you bleeding? Like, do you need stitches? But like, no one thinks about the jaw joints, right? And, and the, the issue is that, um, you know, even if you have a little bit of displacement of the disc, that's going to affect the growth of the condyle early in life. And so when you're thinking about, you know, craniofacial defects, and as we're starting to see um, different bite presentations, you know, we used to call it cheerleader syndrome with these like and they used to say well there's all these like young females with anterior open bites and they're running around maybe they're yelling too much <laughs> you know it turns out as you know from just talking to you know jim and drew and those guys is as we're starting to get better tools with our modern imaging and correlating that with our clinical exam we're realizing that like not all tm joints are normal or not all of them are healthy and not all of them are, are reaching their full growth potential. And I would say as a PT, also we're looking at upper cervical. Um, so Drew and I just did a virtual meeting back in February for the Chicago Study Club. And I was just the warm-up band and Drew was the rock star, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, mine was all about like upper cervical, like C1, C2. And what we're seeing is like rotations of atlas um, in, in these young kiddos, even though they may not have a lot of pain, they may be starting to have other sympathetic systems, um, symptoms that are manifesting as maybe like headaches or postural changes. Um, and so I think that what I want to manifest is this like crystal ball of so rather than having that, you know, maybe 45 year old patient in my chair that's crying because she can only open, you know, two finger widths, you know, because her jaw is locked closed uh, after she had her restorative work. You know, what if we could go back in time or, you know, now as we're moving forward, as we're starting to look at you know, kind of interceptive and ortho and, and these kids that are younger and younger, and we're starting to see things like cross bites or anterior open bites or, you know, bite changes and postural changes, you know, muscle changes, you know, and that's where I think the, the myofunctional therapists are really like our advocate because they're, you know, they're like looking at them in different ways. Um, you know, as a PT, we're just like so used to collaborating, you know, it's like you have a complex patient, you want your speech language pathologist, you want your OT, you, you know, everyone has kind of like a little bit different perspective. And rather than being kind of like, well, I'm going to just be stuck in my silo and only look at the things that I know. I want to encourage that general dentist to be like the leader of the team. And I see the future of like these big centers where we're all like collaborating, you know, with like the sleep physician and the ENT and the myofunctional and like the PT and the body worker, you know, like my, you know, you start get, getting into like myofascial release and, you know, all of those things is like as a PT, that was like no big deal. But I think dentistry with how we're trained, we're just very focused on the teeth. Yeah. And so I, I think we need to have, like, like I said, that bigger lens of looking at things um, as we're, we're learning more and more about how all these systems like work together and function in our patients. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. And I want you to go through, let's, let's go into that lens that you just mentioned. And when you talk about the three keys, walk us through this framework, which I think is brilliant and how you describe it to other dentists. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, 
I think that we need to start training ourselves to utilize the tools that we have available to us. You know, I'm friends with a lot of endodontists and I say to them, you know, would you ever want to do molar endo without your microscope, without your gentle wave, without your you know, your CBCT and they're like, no, I could never go back. <laughs> right. And so I think that, you know, when you start seeing things like in the airway world, you know, if you start seeing, you know, that kiddo that has the tonsils that are kissing on the midline, or you see the kiddo that can't even like lift their tongue from the floor of the mouth, or you see that mismatch between, you know, the maxilla and the mandible of the kind of the growth and, de and development, kind of once you start seeing those things and starting to look through that bigger lens, I, I think you just can't unsee it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And so when you, you know, you were showing me the graphic beforehand and uh, we'll talk more about TMD collective, but walk us through each point on that triangle and how, how I can think about that as a listener. Yeah, I mean, I think that airway dentistry is is really amazing. I think the paradigm is shifting where there's a lot of dentists that are getting excited about airway and, and realizing, you know, that that the oral pharyngeal airway space is really kind of like our jam and we, we can impact that, especially in these young kiddos. Um, but I I want us to think more than just putting in like a mandibular advancement device um, because I, I do think that you know, back when I was kind of just starting to delve into the sleep and, and TMD world, um, you know, if you start to change the position of the jaw, you realize that like you need to know kind of what the condition of those joints are before you start doing that. Because if the patient ends up having maybe some subpar outcomes, maybe they have some bite changes, maybe they start to have clicking and popping of their joints, maybe they start to have pain, you want to know kind of what what your starting point is. I, and I think that that's what I really want to emphasize to, um, you know, I know you have a lot of young dentists listen to your show, is really in the beginning, let's slow down to get the diagnosis. Because right. I think with dentistry, we're so quick to like jump to like, okay, this is a great case. I can really fix these things and, you know, I can change your bite. Um, but you've got to know that those joints are stable. So no matter what your treatment proposal is, whether it's ortho, whether it's, you know, referral to an oral surgeon, whether it's restorative dentistry or equilibration, um, my message would be like, let's slow down. And let's look at all those three points of the triangle. So airway, you know, myo, I, I kept it myo because I didn't want it to just be about like tongue tie. I want it to also be like the muscles of the head and neck and the muscles mastication and the myofascial planes, because I think we're starting to realize how that the, that part of it plays into it. Um, and then I, I just don't want us to forget about the joints because like I said, those are, those are the hinges. And if those break or aren't functioning properly, you're gonna really start to see how it affects other parts of the system. You're gonna start to see how it affects the neck and the cervical spine. You're gonna start to see how, you know, if you start looking at your patients, you know, their sternocleidomastoid or like maybe they have like a torticollis in their neck or, you know, you start to look at how they're holding their body or how they're moving. Um, and so I, I think that we can't leave those, those things out as, a, you know, as a general dentist, uh, like I said, I think we're perfectly positioned to be the leader of the team and to really be, you know, kind of bringing all these different uh, 
collaborators into our orbit. And so I want to encourage, you know, just like, don't be afraid of that. You know, right. don't be afraid to start. Like, if you don't know that much about imaging, um, my husband made fun of me, but like, I just bought this book. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like, babe, is that, is that book coming to bed with us? <laughs> it does have an ebook too. Um, but the author, she's amazing. OMFR, Dr. Tamini, I've taken classes from her. She teaches for beam readers. Um, you know, Drew knows, uh, you know, I mean, I, I just think that like our friends in the oral maxillofacial radiology world, we've got to be talking to them right. and, you know, and you're taking those big full field of view um, CBCTs that look at airway and upper cervical and the TM joints. Um, I always do an overread with my OFMR. Like they're just an, in, they're a, an important part of my team. Even though I know a lot, I, I want to make sure that I'm not missing anything. Yeah. So go back to the, when, so when you look at this, I mean, this is great. This is a great framework for how to look at it. when you look, you could probably start anywhere on the triangle, whether it be airway, TMJ, or, you know, mile. Um, and as long as you understand getting to each one of those points and seeing how they're interrelated, you can start to solve or better solve the patient's puzzle. Agree? Is that how you're looking at it? Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I think, you know, back in the day, we used to think that like, you know, splint therapy was like the only thing, you know, and so then I, I don't know if you had a patient like this where like, you like, you know, made an appliance and they're like, oh, it's great. It's wonderful. And then they come back like six months later, like, ah, oh, I'm having like all this jaw pain again. And so you like, kind of like adjust and then, or maybe you have your, your assistant come in and adjust and, and then you're like, oh no, she's back. Like she's come back six months later and like it's broken or like, you know. And so again, I think that, you know, whatever type of appliance you're doing, um, just knowing kind of what your starting point is really gives us that uh, prognosis discussion. And it really lets us, you know, tell our patients, like, this is your anatomy. You know, I tell my patients, you want to own your anatomy because, um, you know, no matter what you do, if you didn't tell them about it at the, ahead of time, it's your fault because you did, you did that crown or you did that splint and like all of a sudden it changed everything. Yeah. <laughs> you changed you have, the load. <laughs> absolutely. You have a unique perspective. You're also in a great town that entertains oh, this conversation. I, I mean, so your town lucky. is amazing. Um, you're so also many a, people in, in Seattle, Coyce yeah. and Frank Spear and, right. you know, the, the Kinzers and Rebecca right. Bockhau. And like, I'm just in awe of, you know, all, you know, Ashley Hoder, you know, I mean, like, right. I, I just feel so lucky that I can collaborate with all these people in my oh. area for sure. Okay. So I'm going to play the dentist who isn't in that area as you can, as you already know where I'm going with this is, okay, so I totally understand. This is a great model, but my, oh, okay. So let me throw two challenges that I get all the time. I would imagine, and I'm, I'm, make, I'm making an assumption. The myo part of it is the hardest, like myofunctional therapy. You don't understand. I'm in a town where it's hard to entertain this. You have a great perspective. You're in a great town. What would you say to a dentist who's listening? It's probably in their 30s saying, I totally love this, but you don't understand, Tiffany, where I practice. What would you tell them? Like, get, get, help well, me help I, me think better. Yeah, I would tell you that one of the things about, you know, 
kind of COVID that came about that I think has been great for dental education is like, that's how I found you was basically like spring of 2020 when like, you know, we're all stuck at home and you stepped up and you started to bring all of this virtual CE to all of the dentists and start connecting us because we were all hungry for information, you know, whether it was like, what do I do about my practice? What do I do about, you know, um, masks? What do I do? You know, all this stuff we wanted that information. And what's cool is I think that myofunctional therapists have really jumped on that virtual model as well. And so even if you don't have someone like right down the street from you or you haven't hired, I would say as a dentist, first of all, talk to your team. Who's excited about this? Who wants to be certified, you know, or sponsor sponsor someone to get certified. You know, um, one of my colleagues in the Chicago study, actually a couple of the female dentists there have paid for their person and their team member to become a myofunctional therapist. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Or also, you know, look into these big networks, you know, um, social media has some incredible myofunctional therapy communities. Um, You know, as you know, like the Breathe Institute is incredible as they're educating. Um, You know, so there's a lot of different ways to connect virtually as well and find out, you know, is there a myofunctional therapist that is just outstanding, you know, rock star in their right that would take virtual appointments, you know, so, um, you know, this week I'm going to be meeting with one of the myofunctional therapists in my community and, you know, how do you want to work together? Are, you know, you're, are you on your own and you just want referrals or are you interested in being hired or, you know, like, I think just finding your people and not being afraid to, you know, kind of look out there in, in the, the metaverse and, and find those myofunctional therapy you know, providers that, that are eager to work, work together with you and learn with you. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that you and I were talking about before we hit the go button is, you know, sometimes you just got to get started. You don't have to get this perfect. And there's there's going to be things you're going to learn along the way. I want you to go back to, I love when you said, slow down. That is so, I totally love that. And it goes counterculturally, why would I, you know, and again, I'll, I'll play, I, and the reason I do this is I talk to so many young dentists and you do too. And they're moving so fast mm-hmm. that I'm like, you know, come here, buddy. Um, like you could do so much better if you just slow down and like, you don't understand. I have to move this fast. Talk about slowing down. What's that mean? And how do I implement that in my practice to make this work? Yeah. And that's the thing that I am struggling with a little bit right now is just, you know, I've decided to to start a, a new practice from scratch as a fee-for-service TMD-only practice. And so, you know, how do I create that value for like my education, my services, my two degrees? <laughs> they weren't cheap. Right. You know, I just listened to that podcast uh, that you just did with Howard and he kept saying like, all these dental students, they're coming out with $350,000 worth of dental school debt. And I'm like, that's what I came out with. They're, they're, they're coming out with like over 500, you right. know, okay. I mean, I just did like dental action day with like some of the UW kids, these D1s. And I'm like, how much is dental school these days? And they're like, ah, you know, it's like 500,000. I'm like the debt, like the crushing debt of dental school, we've got to figure out a way to not let that to be an anchor and and 
limit how we think and how we practice, right? right. And I think that we've got to maintain, um, you know, and create that value for the, the patient that like, hey, yeah, you could maybe go down the street to that DSO or, you know, not to really shade DSOs, but I've worked for one of, as a new grad and um, I, I kind of understand it's like a business model, right? And so, um, you know, do you want this crown or do you want to, you know, and I just like, I, I never really liked selling that felt really uncomfortable for me. Um, I wanted to know that like, I'm treating my patients like they're part of my family. I want to hear their story. And so, um, you know, like I said, I've decided not to do insurance. Um, I think that TMD ends up being this kind of weird gray area between medicine and dentistry where it's not covered well to begin with by really either. And you can spin yourself and, and your wheels, like trying to generate all these like narrative reports and this and that. And, um, I think it's better if, if you're interested in, in doing this to do a fee-for-service model style of practice. And even if you have a restorative practice, just pick out, you know, Dr. McKee always says like, just pick out three patients that you're going to work up this way this month, you know, or maybe two and just do that slow process of getting all, gathering all your records, you know, your photos, your digital scans, you know, deciding after you've taken that clinical history, are there like enough check marks that you're thinking like, hey, I think that this person may have some issues, whether it's like pain or like jaw deviation, maybe limited range of motion, maybe headaches, um, you know, or like I said, maybe in this young kiddo, you're seeing these bite changes um, and you're seeing like growth patterns that like there's that mismatch between the maxilla and the mandible, or you're, you're seeing some concerning things about um, how, you know, it's not just about getting the teeth fit together. It's also like, how are they growing? Yeah. And so that's what, you know, I've learned so much from Drew, um, kind of going back to my son. And that really like changed my whole perspective of like, you know, my kiddo may not have any pain, but I'm seeing these growth and I'm seeing these concerning things with this bite. And I'm seeing these concerning things with kind of this whole picture of like his health. And I want to just slow down and get the diagnosis first. Um, I can't even remember what the question was. I totally That's okay. Cause I, I got your back on this. So, you know, <laughs> some of the magic words you use, I mean, once you see this, you can't, unsee this. And I think you could comment on this, like TMJ and airway, it's not going away. No. Like there's not a shortage of this stuff to talk about with people. your patients. 10 million people. Yeah. 10 million. The NIH tells us 10 million people worldwide have TMB and females are twice as likely as men to have it. And, um, you know, my question is like, why are we ignoring that? Why are we ignoring this? Or why are we waiting until they have pain or problems? Like if we could do that interceptive ortho, um, you know, and like I said, there's so many rock stars in, in my study club, you know, um, Dr. Courtney Donko, you know, she's doing amazing stuff. Um, she's taken over, you know, Dr. McKee's practice and just, I, I love how all of these people 
like you said, what you bring in to your show is like all these experts, because like as a dentist, we can't be fantastic at everything, right? But we can bring people into our orbit that like have that different lens and then that pushes us forward in our learning. So, I mean, I'm a total CE junkie. I just, I can't stop. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, I love to have fun with all these people too. Like Jim McKee is one of my favorite of all time. Not only did he help me as a kid getting started in this, but you know, he's, he's, he's an outlier because I, there was a time when I was looking for him on the internet and I joked with him. I'm like, I don't even think you're a dentist. I've been looking for you. I can't find, you don't even have a website. And like, this is before email and, and he's crazy busy, crazy busy. So his advice of do well by a few patients, it's amazing when people come to you and they solve, they ask you to help them solve this riddle. And what he helped me understand early on is like, you're not People aren't paying for crowns. They're paying for you to listen to them, figure out who they are and help them solve each one of their unique problems. And your story is so inspiring. And I, these are some of my favorite, you know, um, I, uh, Tim Harry, another young dentist in Kansas City. He's like, I just started helping one mom with one kid. It's crazy. And then another one comes in and there are weeks I don't even pick up a handpiece. And he is wildly productive. And so I think the important message here is, Tiffany, is once you learn something and you get excited about it, you can build the practice where you're solving these problems and people come to you and they pay, they pay your fee, correct? Getting there, getting there. Yeah. <laughs> Making any money yet. <laughs> hey, but everybody's got to start. Only one year. So I cried yeah. all the way home from my accountant's office and <laughs> taxes. That's okay. Once you get out of that window of the year and into the second year, that's when it becomes fun. And there's nothing better than helping people with something you've been trained to be really, really good at. Um, gosh, there's so many questions I have. I want you to talk about what, what really, you, you mentioned a little bit, but when you talk about TMD Collective, it's a very cool, exciting thing that you're up to. Can you just talk a little bit more about it, what it is? And if I'm listening, how do I find out more about it? Yeah. So it's you like I was telling you kind of in the pre-show, I, I would love to be kind of like in your situation where I'm doing coaching and mentoring and really building an educational platform. Um, so it's very much in its infancy. But if you're interested in any of my videos, um, tmdcollective.online, um, I've got a few um, things that I've gotten started there. Um, like if you're interested in kind of a version of, you know, kind of what I did with Drew for the Chicago study club of like why the C-spine magic matters to the general dentist. Um, if you, it's really, but I, I want to kind of, you know, look at that myofunctional therapy community, because I think that those individuals are, are going to be so important to su supporting a general dentist practice. And so educating them about what we know, um, you know, whether it's about what we know about occlusion, whether it's what we know about appliance therapy, um, it, it's educating them about what we know about sleep and airway, what we know about growth and development of craniofacial complex. I want to bring all those people in and just really guide and create like a community and, and, and educate, um, all of those, um, 
individuals that really are excited about they're they're seeing these things and they want to know more. So I'm not even ADA SERP yet. So if you have any like uh, that's on the that's on the docket, you know, all of these things like I've got in my head. Um, next month I'm hopefully going to be launching my podcast Jaw Talk with Dr. Tiffany. Um, I want to have all my rock star friends, you know, Drew and you know, all of those people on my show. Um, but same thing is just really starting to create a, a pathway for like understanding TMD better so that we're not scared of it. Um, you know, I think that when you start to understand modern imaging and how that correlates with our, our clinical exam, um, all of a sudden it, it's not scary anymore because right. you know, exactly what's going on and you can tell the patient hey you know instead of like this beautiful ice cream cone your condyle looks like a high-heeled shoe because it looks like you know you have these really degenerative you know condition and so um i again i think that like really with our young patients especially if we're starting to see you know changes with their growth that are concerning as far as you know them that kind of that mismatch between the the jaws and with the cervical spine um that's when we can really make the most difference to these young young kiddos yeah awesome job tiffany well we're going to be there to support you as you launch this great initiative in dentistry so any last thoughts you have before we say goodbye to our listeners today yeah do Pilates. Um, I'm a huge <laughs> proponent of Pilates. I think as dentists, you know, you're in these like terrible postures all day and you've got to find a way to preserve your spinal mobility. You've got to, you know, you've, you, I, I was listening to a couple other podcasts where you're like, you've got to be able to practice and like, you know, take care of your body for the next like 20 years, 30 years, you know. And so one of the things that I love is both, you know, I'm also certified in Pilates instructor as well as a PT. <laughs> and so I just think everybody should do Pilates. I hope when I'm like 90 years old, I'm still like on my reformer, like doing all that stuff. Um, and I think that Pilates really embraces a lot of the principles, uh, you know, of like spinal articulation, flexibility, but also like core strengthening. And so both, uh, you know, a lot of times if I'm seeing a TMD patient and they've kind of graduated from my care, that's that's the thing that I'm telling them, like, let's keep going. Let's keep keep the progress. So I'm, I'm a big Pilates person. Yeah. <laughs> I have it on my list. Uh, stay humble, stay curious, find your people and do Pilates. I agree. Those That's a great list. You know, um, my wife does plus she loves it. So, uh, I would oh, totally, I got to well, get involved. I know, I know my, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. I got to get involved. My team actually made me do goat yoga last week. So I was like, oh, okay, that was yeah, pretty fun. Totally. Yeah. It was awesome. Good yeah. Good stuff. Well, yeah. thank you so much for being on Tiffany. I really appreciate you. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Well, stick around with say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show podcast. If you enjoyed today, just do us a favor, hit the share button. I'm going to encourage you to check out Tiffany's uh, TMD Collective. We're going to put a link in the show notes. So I don't care if you're listening to Spotify, Stitcher's, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you consume your podcast, just flip up to the notes. I always do this. You guys... 
you know, I ask people, are you taking notes? And they go, no, don't worry. We're taking notes for you. So if you flip up to the notes, you're going to see a link to all of those things that we mentioned. You can click right on the link. It'll take you directly there and make sure you check it out. So keep sending us suggestions. I got a bunch today and I appreciate you guys. We'll keep bringing it so you guys can create a better practice and a better life. So until you hear from us next time or you see us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.